I had my bullet points on my hand like The Rock did. Oh, you know? stop. I was, no, I, was, I was a little too prepared. Didn't go too much don't off call, the cuff, Don't guys. call him out like that. <laughs> I, I like that you he just, did you see that? He just threw outed him. The Rock, man. He just outed The Rock. Wow. Shout out to our boy, Dwayne. Shout out to Dwayne. We government name on him. We watch Young Rock. We're such fans of the show. Fucking know the guy. He's like, Dwayne, good friend of Apollo. Open invite anytime. There you go. Open invite whenever you want to come talk smack with my brother. You're brother welcome to come to the show. You're listening to the Apollo Podcast Network. I feel like I fit I fit right in, you know what I'm saying, with my defense, my versatility, with me being able to play the five, me being able to play the four. Overall, playing hard and just my, my, my will to win will. No, that's a fact. That's a fact. We got yeah, a lot of young talent, um, a lot of guys that's wanting to be a great team. We all got the mentality to do it, so yeah, it's going to happen sooner than later. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. What is going on, everyone? You are listening to The Summit State of Mind, the podcast of Dream Shakes and Stepbacks, and everything Houston Rockets presented to you by the Apollo Podcast Network. I am your host, your commissioner, Kenny, and of course with me, as always, is my brother, my tag team partner, the GM, Justin. Follow all of us on Twitter, at JP underscore Mirabueno, at Summit Commission, at Summit SOM Pod, and of course the media team, at Apollo NBA and at Apollo HOU. We also have producer Garrett in the house here, at Garrett Has Fun. Be sure to give him a follow as well. We have a very special guest here in studio for the very first time ever. You know, we're very excited to get you on host of the A team on Sports Talk 790. You know, you do Rockets, Astros content as well on Sports Talk 790. I should really start calling you the Rated R Superstar because of your legendary <laughs> post-game Astros <laughs> videos. Would, you would always it, have to start with the Rated R. Would Edge be, uh, would I get some sort of like cease and desist from WWE if I did that? I think if you marketed it that way. Probably. probably. Yeah. <laughs> No, thanks, man. That was quite the intro. I had to give um, it to you one time. How you doing? I'm good, man. I I'm just in the middle of it, you know, in the middle of a rocket season again. Uh, in the middle of everything that you just mentioned. Uh, even it doesn't ever feel like there's even an Astros off season these days because they play so long, and then before you know it, you turn around and they're trying to win another uh, World Series. So it, you've been it, busy. Yeah, you've been busy. I you know I was talking to somebody uh, a couple days ago about that, like how how much more calm by comparison December has been because of the way the the yeah. schedule was in, yeah. in uh major league baseball because of the lockout like mm -hmm. the Astros were playing you know deep into November and we're like man then the parade and you know so it was uh it was a whirlwind there it was kind of a blur and I, I was I don't know about you guys but when this kind of stuff like you realize it's not normal what the Astros have been doing mm -hmm. like just you know take the time to enjoy it as opposed to like, I know it's stressful. I know you're on the edge of your seat, but it's like, think of all the fan bases that are sitting at home, watching you, hating you, wanting to be you and, and, you know, just take a second to enjoy the whole process. So oh, yeah, definitely yeah. Uh, was able to do that in the middle of that whirlwind. You find it like looking on like a macro lens as opposed to like a micro lens, like yeah, yeah. Yourself kind of appreciating the yeah. moment for what it was, right? Yeah. Because I mean, when you've done, like what I do for a living, as long as I've done, I'm going to sound old so many times during this. I can already tell like I'm 41 <laughs> years old and I was 13 and 14 when the Rockets won those two championships. And I vividly remember it. So I was I'm blessed from the standpoint that I wasn't in diapers when it happened. You know what I mean? See, you, you're you're in better luck. Facts. I was four years old. Yeah, when we won. <laughs> I run into people like you all the time. And it's and it's you know, it's it's cool that you were able to be alert enough to know what was going on. Mm -hmm. But then it also makes you remember you were 13 and 14 when they won last time and you're not anymore. And no. so <laughs> what the Astros have been able to do is, oh, as an adult, I can see what it's like yeah. and appreciate it maybe in different ways that I wouldn't have as a kid. But I mean, we were at the parade the other day. I was there with Wex and we wound up at like Smith and McKinney. And I was talking about in 1994, the yep. first parade, yep. I know exactly where I was standing to this day. I could tell you, and it's not far from where we're sitting, right there at uh, Smith Street and, ah, oh, what's the cross street? But you know that high rise by the Wortham that has the, uh, the, the uh, art out front of like the cello or whatever that is? Yes. Yeah, so yeah. whatever that building is, it's right there next to Bear Paredes. Mm -hmm. And there's a, it's not there anymore. I'm sure they've remodeled it. There's a, like a street sign there 
like a don't walk walk sign. Yeah. I stood on top of that as a 13 year old and watched Hakeem on the fire truck go past me. So like comes full circle a few weeks back, I'm at the parade and I'm like, wow, this is different. You know, you're not, you're not the man on the random pole anymore. Well, if I had gotten up on that street sign, unless I was wearing an American flag speedo, I would have been told by the police to get down. Shout out to Josh. But I'm I'm glad that guy was there. Yeah. Josh, he wasn't busy that day. Apparently he was there too, right? (laughs) The guy, you know, the guy I'm talking about that was on the street, the street sign and the speedo. We we saw that. That's who I'm talking about. We saw that. Yeah. 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 Dope. I didn't even know. When when I first saw him, I think he's the only guy that the cops were like, didn't say to him, get down because there was tons of people trying to get up on things around me at the parade to get a better vantage point. And the cops were like, down, 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 you know, you can't, you know, the city will get sued or something like oh, that. Of course, you can't so have that happen. Bad fall, right? But I get it, man. It was cool. Like Houston really showed out, and and it was cool to see as an adult versus as a kid. Well, yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. Adam, I wanna, I wanna take a step back. I wanna know a little bit more about you, just kind of like as a person. Let's take a step back. Let's, you really want to get to know yeah, me? Let's, yeah, let's, let's, let's get, let's, let's get let's the like, history. Buy, Adam's like, buy me dinner first. My God. I just depends. You're at least a six or a seven. No. <laughs> it's like just a just yeah. just some coffee will do. <laughs> like, just take it, take it there with a couple. Well, I, I'm pretty there, much yeah. an open book. What do you want to know? Fantastic. No, just like kind of like where your roots were from. Like I know you're from here. Yeah. Born and bred. Like what got your like what started your love for like sports? You know, basketball, football, baseball. Uh, well. Okay, so funny you should mention that because uh, what the fact that I do what I do for a living is kind of a minor miracle. And the reason I say that is because I love my parents, Brent Darlene, shout out. <laughs> um, and my dad's in radio, he's in broadcasting, but like he and my mom could care less about sports. Yeah. Like they were not into sports. So like I didn't really watch, I wasn't around. Like my son comes in the room, there's a game on. Doesn't matter what time of year it is, he's always going to be there's always going to be something on. And if he decides he wants to be in a sport, he's four years old. If he decides he wants to be into sports, cool. But if not, you know, that's fine too. That's how my dad was about what he was into, but he wasn't into sports. So I was kind of like slowly, but surely like a sponge to friends of mine and other family members that were into it. But I didn't really like start watching sports regularly until I was like 12 years old. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally, like it, the reason I started watching the Rockets, you guys will get a kick out of this. The Olive Garden had a contest where you could put in a like a like a, a winner's slip, fill it out with all of your info. And you won a contest if they drew your name to be ball boy for a night at the Rockets. OK, so I would go in there on Sundays after church uh-huh. and stuff it with my name like over and over and over because I was like that sounds like it'd be it wasn't because I was watching the Rockets though I just was like I wanted to win this contest yeah and I'm like 13 years old maybe so they call me and I win and February 15th 1994 the Atlanta Hawks are in town now remember the Atlanta Hawks if you guys know your history that was the team that stopped the 15 game, 15 yep. and 0 streak at the yep, beginning yep. of that season. Yeah, did. Yeah. So the Rockets owed them. Yep. So imagine me, my first ever Rockets game of any kind is sitting on the basket stanchion as a 13 year old in my little Rockets getup. But there's a caveat I was late. My uncle Robert. Sorry, I'm going to throw him under the bus again. Nice. <laughs> he made us late. God dang it, Uncle Robert. So, so when I got there, they have this jersey short set that's like not big enough for me. Yeah. Not even a little. And I'm like, I'm already late. And they're like, we got to get you out there because I'm supposed to, you're supposed to have your name announced to the crowd by Matt Thomas, full circle. Okay. <laughs> nice. Hilarious. That's right. Um, that's, right. that's why I called him the, vo- the voice of my childhood. He hates that. He was very young when he got that gig. That's why I can yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, you know, you get your name announced to the crowd, spotlights on you. You're supposed to have like an eight by 10 glossy taken with the whole team, autographs, all this stuff. All this stuff I didn't get to do because I was late, except for the announce- announcement to the crowd wearing Daisy Dukes, essentially, because the shorts were probably good for like a nine year old. There's this guy that's like in charge of me in the back and he's like, we got to go. I'm like, these shorts aren't coming on. You're not understanding me. I'm supposed to be changing out of my clothes into this little basketball outfit. I guess outfit. they thought that the year was 1984 as opposed to 1994. Yeah, yeah they, were, <laughs> no, they were definitely Stockton's, let me tell you. This guy literally comes up and he yanks the shorts up me and he says, let's go. And I'm like, hey, man. 
And I'm like singing falsetto at that point. <laughs> so go out. I'm announced to the crowd. They take a picture of me with that because they didn't get the one with the team. And in the background, I'm being like, they have the players are lined up like for the high fives for the starting lineups, right? Yeah. And I'm going down and I'm slapping high five with Matt Bullard, all these people, you know, and over on the bench are the starters. So Kenny's over there, Dream's over there, and Robert Ory's over there. Okay. In the in the picture, which I still have in my home to this day, framed on the wall. Nice. Is Robert. And he's looking at me in these shorts that are too small for me. <laughs> and he's looking at me like this. <laughs> and it's like perfectly captured in the picture. So years later, I get Robert to personalize that photo for me. Oh, and he says, he says, I'm sorry. He goes, I'm sorry about the look, but come on, man. That's what he wrote. <laughs> That's what he wrote. But so that was my first Rockets game. They beat the crap out of the Hawks that night. John Conkac started against Dream. So that John was Conkac. John Conkac. Wow. Yeah. So um, that was my first. And like I was hooked because think about it. They're awesome. They win the title that year. Yep. Then they win the title the next year. That's my introduction to NBA basketball. What an introduction. I was like Sam yeah. Cassell. Oh, it's going to happen every year this year. <laughs> yeah, like his rookie year he wins. His second year he wins. That's who I, how it felt. So I was like a Rockets fan for life after that. And you all know about what happened the second year and the trade yeah. for Clyde. So anyway, magic, point all magic. Yeah. Point being, I didn't like I didn't have your traditional sports upbringing. But mm -hmm. then that became, you know, a little baseball, a little football. And slowly but surely, I end up going to Sam Houston State. I know I want to do sports for a living. You know, I'm reading the sports page at in the middle of like high school chemistry class that I'm failing. You know, because I'm like, I don't I don't need this. I'm not going to do this. You yeah, don't understand chemistry like I'm going to be in broadcasting for sports. I'm telling you this right now. And there my teachers go. are all no, you need to. Pass. And I'm like, like, I got a D, I think, in in high school chemistry. I, mean, I was so happy that I passed because I didn't. Pay. It wasn't that I, was, I wasn't chemistry. even trying. Yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't even paying attention. Like I wanted to know why, like. You know, the Rockets couldn't beat the Sonics in the late 90s. I'm trying to figure that yeah, out. Yeah, that, that's one of those that's one of those things that will forever just yeah. Up. That sweep in 96 as a kid. That, that was one of those losses where I was telling my dad, I was like, the Rockets don't lose. And he's like, well, we because you're not we used lost, to it. Yeah. You know? like, yeah. As a kid, it's kind of just like all, you know, like you said, like yourself, all, you know, is the Rockets winning. And that was the first time I experienced it. I mean, you as know? you guys know, that's what I mean, Clyde was the first. But that's what started the pattern of Les going out and I've got to make a big deal or yeah. I've got to make a big signing. Yep, and buying, yeah, if he doesn't, stars, you know, yeah. if, if you can beat the Sonics or if you don't run into them, which let's face it, it's probably why the Rockets won that first title. Yeah, um, you're not wrong about that. If you can't, if you can't beat them, then you do a deal where you trade two pieces of your core to get an aging Charles Barkley and then yep. Scottie Pippen. And then <laughs> so it's it's kind of the downward spiral after that that yeah, they've been absolutely. trying to get back to ever since. But, you know. Going back to the original question, this is the most long-winded answer ever. No, I'm surprised. <laughs> I, I, I love it though. I want. I want <laughs> give me the discography here. Yeah, 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 yeah. You want to celebrate? Celebrate the entire catalog, yeah, like yeah, Michael yeah, Bolton. No, EPs, my guy. No, EPs. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, like after I graduated from Sam, I was interning at Channel Two. I never left. That became an editing job. I was also doing radio over at, at Six Ten, um, and then. I was doing both for a while and not sleeping at all. So it was very unglamorous. I know people think that what I do is, but it's, you know, you don't make a lot of money in broadcasting when you first start out. So, you know, I was just making a livable wage and um, kind of, you know, things happen over time and you, you go this way, you leave this job, you go to this job and, um, Turns out this is my second stint technically at 790. There was that little. Yeah, you, you went to like what, 610 in between? Uh, yeah, there was that little matter of that 11 month unpaid, unplanned vacation. <laughs> uh, but they hired me back and fired the other guy, and all's well that ends well. Yeah, no, absolutely. And like, I, I think it's just cool kind of just like getting here, like kind of like your upbringing. And it's very like, you're right, it's not. And we've heard a lot of stories like in our day. Yeah. Like just hearing, like bringing on different guests. Like we've had Matt Thomas on. Yeah. At one point, you know, Craig, we had Craig on, Craig Ackerman on at one point. But yeah, your story is very, like, it is different. It's not like, traditional. Yeah, not traditional at all. Like, and shout outs to Olive Garden. For yeah. Food, yeah. Man. Like the MVP of shout this whole story has got to be Olive Garden. And, like, people people bag on the Olive Garden. And, you know, I merited <laughs> it. I merited, yeah, and, and yeah. endless salad, you know, like, <laughs> and the Andes mints at the end. But, like, I married a full blooded Italian. So I'll probably oh, yeah. never eat at the Olive Garden again 
Yeah, no. Because not. it's like against her like family code or something. I don't know. Yeah, I, don't, I, I don't blame her. I don't blame her. And like she's legit. Like she's from Kansas City. So yeah. like her mom is like she was like, you know, talking to Teamsters back in the day. Like they're legit mafia ties. You know, I probably <laughs> probably shouldn't say this. I'm going to get off. Go ahead and cut that off. I'm, about, I'm about to go up there after Producer Christmas. Producer Garrett, we're going to cut that moment. <laughs> <laughs> but like I've got like yeah, my yeah. mother-in-law is like, oh, Goodfellas is on. Let's watch it. Like I've got a really cool wow. in-law fan. Like they're badass. Yeah. Yeah. So good Teresa's movie. got she's got good. She comes from good people and she is good people. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's awesome. awesome well, you know, I, I do want to circle back, obviously, because you said your love started with the Rockets. I do want to talk about, obviously, the current yeah. Rockets. You know, you just started covering them. You were covering them d during this entire season. You know, you got Jalen Green. You got Jabari Smith Jr. You know, kind of rounding that core out along with the KPJ, along with Brandon Shangoon. I mean, we're 9-19 nine and 19 right now. It's not a great record. Third year of the rebuild. What's been, like, your overall opinion so far from this season? Obviously, you know, and it's tough, too, because you're coming off a high of, like, the Astros win a championship. Like, right. obviously, we're, you know, we're doing so well. The city's great. But then you end up coming back to this team that's still kind of in its infancy. You know, yes, as they're trying almost, yeah. to get back to that mountain mm -hmm. of respectability. Mm -hmm. So, like, you know, where do you stand? Like, where does your opinion stand of this team so far? Well, I think that, you know, anytime you have someone who's been here as long as Daryl Morey and he moves on, whatever the, the scenario was, you know, I think people, I think people, I think some people here give Daryl Morey too much credit. I think some people bag on him for like an inordinate amount of whatever their reason is. But when the guy has been here that long and then you change over to a new leadership of any kind, you're going to be skeptical right away. And um, no matter what. And then like the James Harden thing, like you got to realize like so much change happened with the Rockets so fast. I mean, yeah. one day and it, like I don't even the Russell Westbrook year was just weird, but. Yeah. I mean, it's it was weird. Really it, weird. It, it did not feel like it was real. I felt no. like I was legit, like in Mandela effect moment. Like, I'm yeah, like, yeah. In a Rockets jersey. Well, it was like, in, in hindsight, it's clear to see. Yeah, that was James Harden behind the scenes, like pushing for this move that he then didn't like and wanted to be traded over. Like, you did this, so I, I don't. I mean, it was there was a lot of. I bring that up to say there's a lot of things going on, a lot of moving parts. But once you're thrust into that rebuild. You might as well go for broke. And the, the skepticism is, okay, what's Rafael Stone's qualifications? Yep. And, and whether or not you think he's qualified going in, all right, let's see what he can do. Mm -hmm. Now that he's made some moves at the top of the draft and the, the trade, obviously, for James Harden uh, to, to Brooklyn originally, you know, it's, it's looking better. I know Kyrie hit a game winner last night, but, like, those, those picks are going to be – because you have to make hay while you can because – Daryl traded away your first rounder next season. So, yep. I mean, that's that's still stinging years after, you know, Russ is on the Lakers now by yeah. way of the Wizards, by way of like there's been a lot of of things that have happened. So, um I think that you know, when you talk about the Astros in comparison to the Rockets, <laughs> the Texans are always there to remind <laughs> you that it can be worse. It's um, very true. It's it's humbling. It's always be worse. <laughs> They'll always be there for you. And, and, you know, like it's a rebuild that's in earnest. I, I know that I think this season in particular is frustrating at times because some nights I want them to lose. I really do. I call their games. They pay me. Maybe I shouldn't say this out loud, but come on, look at who's the at the end of the rainbow right now. Yep. Like if you can give Victor and add him to this core, like, holy crap. Yes. But yes. but then you want to see them take those next steps and you have the five consecutive home wins and they're over teams like the Sixers and the Bucks and like you've you've taken a season series from the Suns like that's that's not even thought of last year, especially the year before that. So yes, exactly. I don't know. It, it's a it's a weird time to be a Rockets fan from that standpoint. Yeah. But it's also an exciting time because if you are going back to my 1994, if you're around and you kind of know what's happening it's going to make it sweeter when they do become what you hope they will become in just a few short years. Oh, absolutely. I mean, when it comes down to that, like guys like us, we've all watched, we watched the Astros come up from the five straight hundred loss seasons to where they are now, you know, and hopefully if like you stated, Raphael Stone, if he made the right decisions moving forward with these draft picks that we have now and the draft picks that we did acquire from Brooklyn, right? Correct. Like, Maybe we can reach some sort of success close to that. I mean, that's a lot to ask considering how successful the Astros have been. But what we're hoping is 
in terms of a future is championship aspirations. Well, right? and you've got, I mean, you're literally building it at homegrown. Like, you know, yes. you talk about teams like the Warriors that drafted all those players and you talk about a team like the Astros. I mean, it's very different in baseball, obviously, but when you're picking these players, you're not going out. I mean, it's it, it's hard to, or it's easy to forget that, you know, the Rockets never tore it down and rebuilt since nope. Yao. Yeah. And that was a fluke almost because they had like an 8.9% chance of even getting the top pick well, that Steve year. Steve Francis was there, yeah. Yeah, Steve draft. Francis yeah. was there from that crazy, like, two, three team, 12 player trade like with the, the biggest trade of all Vancouver time. Vancouver Grizzlies. Yes, yeah. Yes. And I mean, like Scottie Pippen, like, you know, bitched his way out of town. Like we all remember where we were in 1999. God. Um, but that's where that <laughs> happened. And like, it, it's, they haven't really, because Les didn't allow Daryl to truly tear it down. Mm -hmm. I do wonder sometimes what the Rockets would have looked like if Daryl had gone about it that way. But yeah, gone full rebuild, like, yeah. But until the 11th hour when he traded for James Harden, you were looking at Jeremy Lin being the linchpin to your offseason that yep. year. Yeah, I remember yeah. it. The, the signage was already out on Toyota Center. Yes, it was. And then, like, I'm out at dinner one night, and I'm getting, like, text messages that they've traded for James Harden. Mm -hmm. And I know it's easy to say in hindsight. I was one of those people that knew he would be what he was going to be. I'm yes. not even I'm not even like saying this I for a fact. No, we are both with you on that too. Yeah. We both believe yeah. you too. Yeah. MVP, I'm not going to sit here and say I knew he was going to do that, but I knew what he was and I knew that was a big deal for the Rockets to get him and I knew if he got starters minutes and basically was a centerpiece, you could have big things. So from that standpoint, that was but, you know, it's been so long since even that happened and sure. 10 years the infancy like you said of this team it just makes everything so like baby steps incremental yeah tough to really get mm -hmm. your head around where they're at right now until a few more things happen until this happens i mean they're literally learning on the fly and that can be painful and i think it is at times growing pains growing pains yeah. absolutely i mean yeah. you're not wrong about that i mean going back to that like in terms of like that hardened trade and the impact that he did make. Do you feel that there's a player on this roster that Raphael Stone has acquired that could possibly make an impact that I wouldn't say rival hardened in terms of superstardom, but in terms of having that linchpin in terms of this team and to carry the banner moving forward? Well, I mean, you've got to look at the two top draft picks the last two years in very different ways, by the way. Um, What's crazy about Jalen Green, and I know you guys know this because you're diehards, but you know, look at look at his stat line, and not just like the typical, like look at the efficiency numbers, look at all the, um, and compare it to to Kobe, his rookie year. Thank you, mm -hmm. thank you. And yeah. it's like Absolutely. I'm not sitting here saying that he. First no, of all, no, of course not. No, nobody can be even if Jalen like reached his ultimate. He's never going to be the killer that Kobe yes. was because Kobe was a pathological lunatic. Yes, from absolutely. a competitive absolutely. standpoint, one in yeah. a billion, and, one and, in and a billion. that's that's not taught. And I don't think you can acquire it either. No. I think you're just DNA. wired that way yep. because mm -hmm. of who his dad was, because of who how he was brought up, and everything that goes into it. Um, but what Jalen does have is the raw talent and the ability to sh and that he's already shown to grow quickly to mature quickly as far as his game. Yes, absolutely. I mean, the last two months of, of his rookie season is like evidence of this. Like mm -hmm. these guys look, putting up 30 burgers every night. Yeah. yeah. They're not, they're not winning, but no, no. he's, he's clearly showing you that the slow start wasn't who he was going to be. Yeah. And I think Jabari's doing that. And I think he's doing it a little bit earlier in his trajectory of his rookie season where it's not necessarily scoring. And I'm okay with that. Thank like you look at Tell the, the people, please look at the <laughs> defensive numbers. Look at the rebounding numbers for the Rockets this year versus just last year. Thank you. Exactly. He is. You talk about a linchpin. That's a game changer. Literally a style changer, a identity changer. And I love that when we got to media day for training camp, more than one guy, more than one key guy for the Rockets sat down and said, along with Steven Silas, we want to be a team that people don't like to play because it's tough to play us. Mm -hmm. And exactly. I think they've done that so far and they've actually gotten some wins. It's not just, oh, we were we were competitive against the Warriors on this night. They should have beaten the Warriors a few weeks back. No, I don't blame you. They, um, that's how I felt too. Yep. The, the, the fact that they played Milwaukee and Giannis got his and then the next time around, Jabari is like just 
I mean, penitentiary, just a, bro. Just an absolute monster defensively. That and I stripping an, an MVP and taking it the other way with a block shot and setting up alley oops like that stuff didn't happen last year nope. with Christian Wood. Mm, exactly. Um, you, you swapped them. You swapped them out, and you just right. saw the difference right from the get go. Right. Mm. And so I, I mean, you add, and I don't, I don't want to put a label on like Victor because he's not a center, even though he's seven two. He's more of a, but like in today's NBA. You can like mix and match lineups, and it's it's incredible the potential. I don't know that the Rockets will get him. I do think it helps their cause that you know all three teams are weighted the same at the bottom of the standings, if you yeah. will. Yeah. Um, I I just don't know if the Rockets like they, they it might have to be another eight point nine percent chance to win that lottery. Yeah, um, I think so too. Man, as long as he doesn't go to the Spurs. Yep. Please not. That's I still, I still want to see him in the division. I don't need another Tim Duncan for like yeah. a quarter century of excellence. We are, <laughs> that, that sucked a lot. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's so funny because you're, you're saying about like talking about Victor, like the, the French Express, which is what I like to call him. Mm-hmm. I equate it to and I don't want it. I, I'm not aging you in any way. Yeah. But I know you'll 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 understand this. Even though we're not born from that era, we weren't even alive from that era. I've seen enough game tape of this guy. I, I see Ralph Sampson on steroids. I yeah. see a lot yeah. of that. Now, well, he's he's, he's, I'm handles. actually almost too young to, to speak on him. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Um, I mean. Because you were probably like, even like what? You were like maybe. Well, like, he was drafted in 83. I was two. Yeah. So, he was like a, yeah, I mean, a toddler. I, I was three years child. old when, when Dream was drafted. And that's back-to-back coin flips. Yes. You're yeah. talking about franchise changers. 50, like 50. Yeah. We all know that if John Lucas yeah. isn't doing cocaine and Ralph Sampson's knees hold up, it's the Rockets, not necessarily the Showtime Lakers in the Dominating, 80s. Yeah, and maybe 80s. they're going up against the Celtics every year. Like, it very yes. easy because they they beat the Lakers and uh, in 86. And it was all downhill because of all of the extracurricular that happened. But mm-hmm. um, and not I mean, shout out to John Lucas and what he's become in, in the NBA to the NBA and to this Rockets team. I mean, just an invaluable presence. But Absolutely. yeah, I, I could see that comparison. Uh, I think he's seven two. Ralph was seven four. Yeah, seven um, two. But he can play power forward. Like he doesn't yeah. even need to be center. Yeah, that's the crazy part. I, I just, I, it, it's exciting the possibilities. Yeah. And any team's going to say this, but um, man, the Rockets have have earned it. It might be, <laughs> and I know that sounds crazy because they've got such a legacy of bigs, and they were just winning sixty five games like a week ago. But you know. Like James Harden really dropped a grenade on the organization. He really did. And that's yeah. not yeah. that's not the Rockets fans' fault. That's not the front office's fault necessarily. Um, and it's a completely new front office. So I'd really like to see that because I would like to see like a homegrown potential dynasty. But yeah. you gotta hurry up and wait these days. Yeah, exactly. And like we also have never had the number one pick. Like since what? Since since Yao. Since Yao. Yeah. Since Yao. Two thousand two. Two thousand two. So it's so been twenty years. We're due. We're due for it. If y'all are <laughs> listening, uh, basketball gods, I don't know what higher power is here. Go ahead, just just hook, hook it up one time for yeah. us. Okay, uh, and, and I know in the uh, future, so I do want to I want to pivot over topics real quick. But I know producer Garrett's gonna get the camera on it when when we get into the editing. But can we get the ca- pan the camera on the championship belt right here. We got an <laughs> attitude era championship belt because I'm just I'm just letting y'all know right now that you are sitting, Adam. You are sitting with possibly maybe two of the biggest wrestling fans. I love it. like, dude. I want to talk about, I need a spotlight that we need a segment alone just to talk about wrestling. Like we're dude, all in WWE, AEW. Like there's obviously like that, that pin right now of like people are talking like there's like either or this Monday night war, which I think is BS like this war. And I think it's BS. I think it's just more like more, more wrestling, you know, different structure, different folks. That's the way I think about it. But you were an attitude era guy. Like talk about. Yeah. That. Well, I'm a golden age guy. And then I went away. And then I came back for the attitude. So you, you skipped the new generation. I like when when <laughs> Vince was hemorrhaging era. money and they were like, you know, all the new characters were cartoon characters and it was just really bad. Yeah, that's that, that 1995, 1996. Yeah. Is and just and not, I, watch. I credit my buddy Dustin Kreider for kind of getting me back in it because my junior senior year in high school is when the Monday Night Wars were starting. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, man, you got to watch this guy, uh, you know, fill in the blank over here. And then I, I get to, I mean, I'm, I'm like all in probably by the summer after I graduate from high school. So I'm about to go to Sam Houston State and Jericho makes his debut. Yes. Oh and I, and I'll never forget. He literally debuted the Monday night before I went to my first semester of college. That's the single, <laughs> so single greatest debut in professional wrestling history. Easily. Was that, wasn't that an MSG? Was that, was uh, that no, no, that was, no, that was in Chicago. Chicago. It was in yeah. Chicago. Yes, and yes, yes. Allstate? 
Yes, what, it, wasn't, it must have been. Yeah, the, it's gotta uh, be all state. I don't think it was the United Center. I don't know. It wasn't was, the United Center. They don't. Not. They, they were, like don't play the. It was like no, they don't do, ever do I don't know United exactly Center. where it was. But, but it was so August hot. of '99. The Davey Rock is like as hot as possible. He's out there cutting a promo, and and here comes Jericho, and like if I wasn't already in, which I was, but that's what really like I didn't miss. And then SmackDown starts like a few weeks later. Yes. Starts. Yeah. So like Raw's there now. You have SmackDown. And at the time, they're taping SmackDown on Tuesday nights, and it's airing on Thursdays. Yeah, way back tapings, in the day, still tapings that weren't live. Right. Yeah. So, you know, that vaults me into college, where and this is not—I was hardly alone. Every Monday night, you could hear it in the dorm. I could walk wow. down the hall, and I could hear people watching Raw on Monday night. I'm That's not even insane. kidding. Insane. I love that because it was that it's hot. The shoe. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's the shoe. Yeah, and like, yeah. I, I, love it. I specifically remember. Um, going to raw at Reed arena in college station on a Monday and yeah. driving back to Huntsville, going to class and then driving down to SmackDown at the summit is what I'm going to call it uh, yeah. on a Tuesday for Absolutely. that taping. So, and you know, I was in college when nine 11 happened. We had tickets. We're watching raw the night before nine 11 and wow. we have tickets to that Thursday SmackDown in Houston. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, I remember asking my dad, that's going to get canceled, right? Like everything's getting closed and canceled. It's got it's to be, yeah. And to be in the crowd that night was, I mean, Lillian Garcia's national anthem can still make me cry to this day. Wow. Um, Mattress yeah, Mac yeah. is front row wearing his American flag polo. This <laughs> before anybody knew about like Mattress Mac doing all of this kind of stuff for like hurricane victims and the Astros. Yeah. And this is like old school. This is 2001. And uh, and that show to have Vince come out and say what he did, you know, Vince is very patriotic, but I'll be I'm not going to lie. All of us, we had a big group. All of us rode down to the arena that night nervous. I mean, 9-11's just happened two days yes. prior. Yeah. You don't know that they're not going to fly plane into the building because you're thinking those kinds of things right then. That's mm -hmm. true. And we're supposed we to know. be no one else has gathered in a public setting because everybody's been told to stay home and there's flights that are grounded so is there gonna be a bomb is there gonna do are they gonna do this are they gonna do that and we we're nervous and then you know the show starts and they they did what they said they set out to do which was make people forget about everything horrible that's going on in the world for a while and just have fun doing something or going and seeing something they're a fan mm -hmm. of yeah. And it was it was incredible to be in the crowd that night. That feeling is very like, not the feeling in terms of like um, feeling afraid, but the, the feeling of um, trying to forget what had happened. Yeah. Kenny and I attended the Royal Rumble. That was the day that Kobe Bryant had passed away. Yeah. We, yes. We, same we, thing. We were, we were all in the building. We were out literally with one of our closest friends when we got the news and we were just like, I can't believe we're it going was day of. Yeah. It wasn't yes, like it was a couple of days up. before. It was, it was like, like, it was like early right, that afternoon. Yep. You're there like, that oh, night. It was yeah, because we, we walked, yeah, we walked to Minute Maid in like a damper mood and we get there. Somebody had we, a sign in the building yeah. with Kobe's yes. name on it. Crazy. Like they literally probably yeah. just made it on the spot and then yep. brought it into the building. Because I think we were like, I, there were games obviously happening, but like the first like, like major, major like ticketed, like huge event that was going to take place that night mm -hmm. knowing that Kobe no, the Rockets died. played in Denver they, they, that yes, day. No, 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 they yeah. did play in Denver. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and I did right, that game right. that day. Yeah, Matt yeah, was yeah. on the road and I was in the studio here in Houston and it was Cause, just, yeah, cause I was just was, a few hours after. Yeah, no, it was weird. It was a very oh, weird. God. I remember finding out I had just gotten out of the shower to get dressed to go to the station to do the game. And Chris Gordy texted like a group of us and and said it. And I was like, wait, what? And so you go to TMZ immediately. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> and, they were, and they're always like, there. They're always there. Oh, man, it was weird. And yeah. then we I remember we flew to um, Miami. Wex and I were on a plane to Miami for the Super Bowl for Radio Row the week before the Super Bowl, right after the Royal Rumble. Like Sunday's the Royal Rumble. Monday morning, I think, is when we went to go to Miami. And, and everybody's still just like talking about it. It was just so bizarre. So bizarre. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we don't want to obviously put a dampener in this mood, obviously. So I do want to, but I do want to backtrack, continue also just talking about wrestling. Yeah. Because you talked about September 11th and 9-11. I want to backtrack a few months because there was a, there was an event in Houston happening right. at the Astrodome. I kind of want, you should, I feel like you should almost put on that belt when you talk about this story. Well, yeah, oh, yeah. Well, this you is. got to talk about it one time. The this greatest the, belt that, ever they made. They fought for that belt. This was that the was, prize yeah. on the line that night. Um, Man. So. Where were you? Where were you that night? Whew. Tell the people. Well, 
I have to almost go back a little bit before that because we found out tickets were on sale. Uh, the internet was around then, <laughs> but not, just operated a barely. little slower. Yeah, yeah like slower. barely. <laughs> like you know, I'm refresh. I'm refreshing clutchfans.net at the there time. It is. You know, like shout out to Dave Hardesty. Shout out to Dave. <laughs> like good friend uh, of the show. You had to still go buy physical tickets, mm-hmm. and a lot of times, if you did that, you had to go to a Ticketmaster outlet. Box office, man, crazy. Or if it's not a box office, because I wasn't going to drive down to the Astrodome, I had to go Heck to class. No. I went to Willowbrook Mall, and wow. I rolled into How? Foley's. Wait, what? Not Macy's. There? Foley's. Foley's before. Yeah, I do. Wow. Because yeah. Foley's, I Foley's. Foley's was a front for several Ticketmaster locations. God bless Foley's. So I go in, and I, I'm a college kid with no money, but I was going to spend what I had, and I was in charge of getting, I think, 10 seats was your limit. And I'm talking cheap seats. This is... Yeah. So... If you're looking at the stage, and that was the first year they really built a huge stage for a stadium show that wasn't WrestleMania three. If you go back in time, mm-hmm. this was the genesis of the elaborate sets that are so famous today. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. The big WrestleMania X7 stage. If you look at the stage, I'm in the upper decks to the left of it. If you're looking at the stage, mm-hmm. upper decks, like cheap seats. I think they were, I think the seats were like maybe $30 a piece, maybe 40 <sighs> I don't wow. know. Wow. Um, this is, you know, this is 2000. This is April 1st, 2001. Mm-hmm. And I'm buying them for everybody. So I roll into Foley's. I'll never forget going up the escalator because it was upstairs, buying the tickets. And I felt like, I felt like Stone Cold Steve Austin with the belt walking out of there. He said it. I had tickets. <laughs> what? Yeah, no. I, I felt like the man because I was, I was the, Hell I was yeah. holding gold. Literally, yeah, we were going to yeah. go because we knew Hell it was going to yeah. be a pretty good show. We didn't know it was going to be, and I'm serious. I still say it to this day. I maintain the best WrestleMania pound for pound, in my opinion. It's still argued. Absolutely. To this Absolutely. day is the greatest of all time. Mm-hmm. I mean, we went knowing it was going to be a good main event, knowing the card looks strong. But, I mean, Vince buys WCW like a few days prior. Yep. And he's on. We're watching he Raw on, on With USA. And yep. TNT on Nitro, and it's being simulcast, and Shane's in Shane Panama Beach, up. and we're like, "This is awesome! Like this is like it was already great. Like this is like <laughs> yeah. taking my dorkdom to the next level, because like they're on two yeah. channels right now, and Vince bought the he bought the company, which you know, as we found out later, wasn't much to buy. It was basically he was buying the catalog yeah, of, of yeah, video, which is yeah. awesome because look what he turned around and sold it to Peacock for. Hell yeah! But like this is the genesis of all that, so. We walk into the Astrodome. They're still building what at the time was Reliant Stadium on the other side. They're still building it because the Texans don't exist. They exist, but they're not a team yeah, yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, like, the cons- we pass the construction on the way in. Shit. And you walk in, and you're like, man, this is massive. This is so cool. I haven't been in here in so long, yada, yada, yada. And, uh, and the show is just, I mean, it, it, it was so incredible because Undertaker versus Triple H was such a good match. Nobody expected that. Yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, Easily. You know, Chris Benoit was involved in a good match. Mm, yes. You know, and that... Was he, what, there was, was just Jericho? no... Yeah. No, Jericho. Not, or, uh, was no, that a three-way? It was a th- fatal... With Kurt or, Angle, right? Yeah, triple threat match triple with Kurt Angle. And, and yeah. Um, no weak no weak matches that whole card. China was on the card. And, like, there's so many people that are on that card that are no longer with us now, if you think about yeah. that. Um, it, it was just, like, surreal. But, I mean, when Austin walked out, Austin, what? <laughs> I mean, I mean, you knew it was going to be a Texas crowd. Yeah, they were hot. I, they I, fired. I get goosebumps hearing that pop to this day. Mm-hmm. The but, Stone Cold X Seven pop. I mean, it's just, legendary. He was now. The one thing that doesn't make that card perfect was him turning heel. He yeah, says it yeah, to this yeah. day. And he'll tell he you. He regrets it to this I day. I think yeah. Vince does. I think anybody involved that night, Rock probably would agree. Like. Yeah, Rock was going to go film Scorpion King. He was going to go start being a movie star. We didn't even know how big he was going to be. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he was going to take a break. Yeah, so that that was going to leave that there, slot. There's open. there's like Stacy Keebler and some of the WCW like uh, Tori Wilson and some of the um, uh, some of the the WCW handful like Booker T. They're all sitting in a suite mm. watching this event happen. Wow, they're not even part of the the roster yet, and all of this is culminating. And then he walks out. And that match is just like, 
is incredible. Shane versus Vince. Shane. Yeah. Where where versus Linda comes out and stands Vince. up out of the wheelchair yes. with Trish Stratus. Like yes. there's so many parts of that night that were just like, if you're a I think I was 20 years old. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you're just like, this is like, they're never gonna top this. And they they almost did the next year because Rock faced Hogan. Rock and Hogan. In Toronto. Yeah, that, that was like, insane. It, it was such a cool night. And mm -hmm. You know, to be able to to witness it firsthand, and and I think I still have the T-shirt with the with the Astrodome on it. Houston, we have a problem. Oh, so one ever, time. do not ever sell that because that shirt can <laughs> go for so much money. No, Wrestling shirts are like the thing now. Like that's vin it's considered vintage. Oh, I it's think it's becoming a thing now. I think that was also the first uh, WrestleMania where they you got to keep your chair if you sat on the floor. Yes, oh. you sat on the floor. You got to keep the yeah. The, and if you like go to a, chair, eBay today, yeah, yeah. like they go for pretty good money. But a Mania six seventeen um, chair is like top of the line you're gonna pay a lot of a lot of money for that i, I won't be surprised it's got the astrodome on it's the poster like it's such a cool poster that, the fact that the astrodome is is de almost defunct it's pretty much defunct at this point like because yeah not, like, i mean the astros already moved yeah to, the, no one uses Enron the stadium point it's 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 <laughs> almost size rats in there and oh yeah everything else it's almost uh mythological at this point because yeah. like now like, well rarely anybody gets to step foot in that stadium anymore Jeez. when they do it's like not legally, anyways. Not legally, anyways. <laughs> We're not encouraging anybody. <laughs> no, by the way. no, no, no. We're not encouraging anybody, by the way. But well, let's talk a full circle moment because you did mention uh, something before we actually started recording. But like you know, you talk about being at the top of the the top top, like like nosebleed section mm -hmm. to kind of you know building your brand and getting to where you are now, getting to work for Seven Ninety and do a, a bunch of like amazing things. Um, you have to talk to a certain somebody that was well, in, that, so I, uh, in that main event card. UVC Power Sports, shout out to a longtime sponsor of the show uh, over on Sports Talk 790. Uh, Scott and Shannon Tracy, great people down there. Down there, down there in Alvin, Texas. Uh, you go down there and get yourself get yourself Kawasaki Mule. Can you get? Can you please just do a whole promo? Oh, he, he, he I need got, a whole promo. Well, well he got a uh, he got several. I think two or three. Kawasaki mules mm. um custom outfitted by UVC Power Sports down in Alvin. Yeah. And that's when he had a, a ranch out in in uh, Tilden, Texas. Which if you if you yeah, take yeah. out your phone right now and try to find that on Google Maps, it's like smack dab in the middle of nowhere. But um yeah, like he had a ranch, needed some. I don't know how the partnership wound up happening, but between them hitting it off and if you go into the store this day they run videos of him out there like he came wow. to like you know get his pick up some of his his custom equipment mm. and he did some some videos with them and between his relationship with them and kawasaki and co-op money and that kind of thing it all culminated they knew i was a big wrestling fan so they're like would you like to interview steve on your show and i was like is the pope catholic like this is not <laughs> this is not a question what? right so like tell me when well, what was funny about that was Steve wanted to talk to me the day before. Okay. To and huh. I've never had a guest do that. Like I want to have a conversation with you to just kind of say hi, get to know you a little bit before I'm on the air with you. Yeah, of course. I, and I didn't know if that was like testing me to see if I like knew my stuff or what, but like my wife finds out and she wants to like sit in on it because so imagine Teresa and I in a conference room at the old Sports Talk 790 studios and I'm like on speakerphone with Stone Cold Steve Austin who's driving into Los Angeles, because at the time, I think he had a, a piece of land out there. And he had just had like a, an unfortunate incident happen where his trailer, like the gate had messed up or malfunctioned or something. So some of his stuff had like fallen all over the freeway. So he wasn't in the greatest of mood. Oh, God. But but he like he taught and then so he comes on the show off. and it was just like it was so cool. So like yeah. I think like the 20 year anniversary of Mania was last year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I tweeted his entrance and I said something along the lines of, of like, it's just so cool to be in the house, you know, to see this in person or whatever. He quote tweets it and he says, hell of a night at the office that night or something like that. You know? <laughs> and I was like, Let's wow, Let's like, just, yeah. Oh, just totally like, you know, exactly. You know, by the way, like, you know, huge gate, huge draw, awesome match, great card. But you know, to be able to just like, to see him last year, at, or this past oh, year, I guess, earlier this year Absolutely. at AT&T, and I said, you know, I texted him after I left. Uh -huh. And I was like, you know, that's that's really, that was that was awesome. You still got it, that kind of thing. And he was like, appreciate it. it. Fucking killed it. Yeah, he. I mean, that and then he, I, I thought it was cool that they, 
had him come out in night two because now that WrestleMania yes. has become a two night event and, and no you, one expected it. Maybe you didn't get yep. to go to night one. You got to see him still. Yeah, stun Vince, man. One yeah. more dude, it, time. And Pat McAfee. That man yeah. does Pat McAfee like the greatest sell job, the best sell the greatest job sell job seen. in history for just the fact that he takes it, stands up. Yeah, <laughs> him and him and uh, Scott Hall probably had the two best oh, stunners easily. And then I, Vince is on the other end. God, just Vince work. never could take a stunner the right he way. Could never take a stunner. When we date back to the very first one that happened, it, that one happened at, at MSG. MSG. Yeah, that one happened at MSG. Days of this one, where Stone Cold couldn't even lock in the it stunner. Was so bad. Yeah, it was horrible. <laughs> he he, was can't, he couldn't take a bump to save his life. <laughs> Poor guy. But uh, yeah, no. So that that's been pretty cool to like that's be awesome. able to just like interact with him like that. Like nineteen year old mm. Adam is like just pinch me. Like never would have believed that. Got to be got to be dreaming, right? Gotta yeah, be dreaming. Yeah, that's so dope, man. Kind of just getting to hear that like story and like get to know that like. Man, as corny as it sounds, dreams do come true. No, and, and you know, <laughs> just one more thing on that event. Um, as I'm driving, so I did a turn and burn to to Mania this year. I drove up the day of, drove back after that that night. I didn't go to Sunday. I just went to Saturday to see Stone Cold, and I was on the freeway before he was back behind the curtain because I had to drive home. So I get back to Houston at like 3.45 in the morning, whatever it was yeah, from yeah. Dallas. But um, on my way up there, I reached out to Mattress Mac because Mattress Mac is the guy that made WrestleMania 17. He's one of the main people, parties, that made WrestleMania 17 possible to happen here in Houston at the Astrodome with the backing financially. If you were around back then, you remember Gallery Furniture's trucks would be delivering their furniture with wrapped trucks with the WrestleMania logo on them. Mm -hmm. Stone Cold, Steve Austin, and The Rock are on the side of the truck as they're delivering your your furniture or whatever. And he, he personally put in millions of his own money to help make that event happen. And so I just, I texted him and I said, listen, I'm on my way. Cause I've gotten to know him in the years since obviously. Course, yeah. And I just, I said, you know, this is going to sound cheesy, but like I've, you know, I was just thinking about that night because I'm driving to WrestleMania and as a solo trip by myself, I've sat in the press box. It wasn't like I bought tickets or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but I just, I was like, you know, I just want to thank you again for making, you know, a 20 year old kid in college's night like awesome that night all those years ago. And I knew he Hell would yeah. he would get the sentiment. Text me right back. He's like appreciate it. Like a bunch of emojis with like the American flag. And like, you know, he was <laughs> he's the best. Like he's, wow. he's a really good I dude. He's he's a Houstonian, you know, mm. through and through. And it was just a it was a cool text exchange on the way to an, another WrestleMania here in Texas that kind of like was full circle. To that kid that went to WrestleMania 17 at the Astrodome at age 20. Oh, okay, so okay. It was, it was fun. That's awesome. That's awesome. That. Yeah, yeah no, no, honestly, you really do. Yeah, because I mean, and then we got we got another an event uh, next month that Kenny and I will be attending over in San Antonio. Yeah, you going to the we, Rumble? We got the Rumble. Dude, we will man. be at the Rumble. Are you going to be at the Rumble? Rumble is going to. I don't like have set, tickets man. as of yet. I, if I do, get, what's the date on that one? That is January 27th or 28th. I think it's I, the 28th. I'd or like to go because I've actually never been in the Alamo Dome. Yeah, well, we well they did it in seventeen, which we were there. We were right. there in seventeen, where Orton won the Rumble. Everyone was pissed. Right? <laughs> yeah. Well, Shawn Michaels won it there, didn't he? he? Yeah. Yes, he did. Oh my gosh! How many years ago was that? That was, that like, was 90, like ninety-seven. Like ninety-seven, right? Yeah, 90, yeah. Was, no six. No, no. That was ninety-six. Ninety-seven was the one that Stone Cold and Bret Hart tied. Was that the Rumble in that in, yeah. in San Antonio? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Because Sean went into Sean won something in San Antonio one time. I can't. No, it's got to be. It's got to be. But yeah, no, we saw it in seventeen, and yeah, they're coming back and. 2022 yeah you gotta make a trip you gotta make a trip i'd love to um i'll see if the the schedule allows but yeah, man it would be it would be fun to just to be able to go see that building where uh where hakeem put uh david in the popcorn machine too dude it's just a, it's a leg it's a look at, the, look at the way he brought it back to Houston. oh man i'm as i'm as i'm we're as not gonna give credit to san antonio no no i love it what is your quarter century of excellence they stole him from Boston. He should have been a Celtic. And this is me saying that about Facts. like the most storied franchise in the NBA Absolutely. as if they needed another trend. But like they should have gotten the pick that year. Facts. Rick Pitino, his career might be different. Who knows? If he gets Tim True. Duncan. True. Like what has uh, Greg Popovich just, done no, since man. Tim Duncan retired? Nothing. Nope. He's so. literally, I really believe I fully believe it. And I don't know if I should say this on here either, but I really feel I really believe that he's holding out because. If Wemby comes, boom, here's my second Tim Duncan. But he's like 90. Yeah. Like retire already. <laughs> would you take would you take uh would you take Pop if, if the option was there? No. I I don't want to deal with him. 
I respect that. I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to deal with it. It's you know, like, yeah. it was kind of cute when like he would have the sideline interviews mm -hmm. with like Craig Sager, rest in peace. But like, yeah. and, and what he did for Craig and Craig's son after Craig's passing, um, that was cool. But like, I don't want to deal with because yeah, there's a whole thing with him. Like yeah, oh, Antonio. and I don't want to deal like, with the politics. He's stuff. like keys to the kingdom. Yeah, I like don't want to do any of that. I, yeah. I like, I like now. You know, I don't know what's going to happen with the Rockets from a coaching standpoint, but yeah, I don't want. Uh, I would feel like it would like put spur all over it. Yeah, for lack of a better way to put. Like <laughs> no, I want yeah, the brand I, here. I you know. Yeah. No. Absolutely. It'd be like signing Carl Malone at the tail right. end of his career or something. It just doesn't feel right. Yeah. No, yeah, no I, right. I agree with that. Yeah. It was like seeing Charles Oakley signing with the Rockets in 05. Yeah. It was really bizarre. It's like, I'm dude. And then he starts, yeah, yelling, he starts yelling at everybody for using their cell phones. I'm like, come on, Oak. I mean, we're not going to say anything to you because you're going to kill us. But, you know, you're ancient, brother. The enforcer. Just just, right. Yeah. Well, let's let's circle back in the last few questions in regards to, you know, let's circle back, obviously, to our Rockets. But you know what I mean? Like we, we talked about what you want to see from the future. We talked about kind of like what, where they are this season. Like overall, what what do you want to see from the rest of the season? Like we we're what, like nine to 19. So about 28 games in the season, a little over about the quarter mark here. What do you? What are you looking for? Like, what more do you want to see from this team? Like, are you happy? Like, are you? We're not rooting for the L's, obviously, but we're rooting for development, obviously, as well. But what are we? What are we going for exactly? Uh, you know, I, I. This might be unpopular. This might get me in a little bit of trouble. I don't know. Um, I was not a huge fan at first of the idea of extending KPJ because I, I, I had questions about you know, where's his head at there was incidents that happened last year that maybe I didn't know everything about at the time. And I had a conversation with someone close to their thinking that frankly convinced me that a very incentive laden extension, which is yes. what it is, yep. uh, is not a bad way to go, but I want to see, I mean, he sat down at media day KPJ and you could tell mentally as a person, he was in a much better place. Mm -hmm. He had had an off season of reflection <laughs> He had, I don't know if he went to therapy or what he did. I, I don't know. I, I'm being serious. Yeah. But he, the way he just carried himself at media day, I was like, wow, this this is a different. And I'll tell you, everybody that I've talked to within the walls of that organization says the same thing without fail. And they always bring it up with him. He's a great kid. He's a yes. great kid. He's His heart's in the right place. And he's come from a difficult background, di difficult upbringing that has probably um, contributed to to maybe some of the things that he would not have liked to have had done or wanted to do over. But like he's a, he can be, you know, a good part of this team. But it, you're only going to go as, as far as as the two players that you've taken at the top of the draft and then what you add around them, whether that be I mean, it's the NBA. There's always going to be a. Uh, unhappy superstar a disenfranchised superstar a Always. grumpy not Always. too yeah like that's why the rockets are in this place because mm -hmm. of that happening to them so um it's by the way it's not part of the nba that i'm a fan of these days i don't like what the league has become from that me standpoint neither. i don't like the musical chairs with the superstars and teaming up with your best friends call me an old man call me get off my long guy <laughs> i i get it when charles barkley is saying some things like that where mm -hmm. he's like you know we didn't do that i mean I get it. Things evolve. Things change. Um, but you might need to to rescue a superstar to to get you to that next level. Mm -hmm. you know, that's what happened yeah. with James Harden. He did yeah. over five million dollars. This supposed genius, Sam Presti, pissed away a title run, yep. in my opinion. Yep. Oh, easily. I mean, you, you had you an opportunity. You re-up re with Serge Ibaka instead of James Harden. That's what it comes down it was to. Like and the then amnesty you, Perkins rule. They could have amnesty Perkins. I remember right. That's too, right? what it was. Yeah, and, was and, but one. then you <laughs> traded James Harden for Jeremy Lamb and Kevin Martin and Kevin Martin. And and what's yeah. and what turned into Stephen Adams? Yeah, which yeah, was a nice piece. But, but but that's not come James on, Martin. man. That's not a championship, my guy. I, last the next time yeah. Stephen Adams wins MVP for the league will be the first. Like <laughs> you traded a future MVP for for just a ham sandwich. I mean, the only worst trade in Houston history from our side would be like DeAndre Hopkins. So, Ooh, yeah. I mean, that it wasn't quite that lopsided, but I mean, I'm sure glad they did it because the Rockets were right there. Um, mm -hmm. 
you know, the lip of the cup. Yeah, they really were hamstring away. Is it? Yeah, they they truly were. You'll never convince me they weren't going to win that title if if not for that. Nobody. And I I love that. And and most of the media outlets, Draymond Green included, Kevin Durant included. I, I, I'm if I remember correctly, that they got on their podcast and said, yeah. They, they're they, the only team that sniffed beating the Warriors. Yeah, they sniffed yep. them and, and fully at full Other power. Other than LeBron with Kyrie. Yeah, yeah. at full power. But, but even then, with... LeBron with Kyrie didn't even have KD at that moment. Yeah, they didn't right. play like they KD. Were, and then yeah. they didn't. And then when Kawhi won, uh, Clay Thompson was on one leg. KD was yeah. injured. Like they were basically a shell of what they were the, mm-hmm. the prior years. I, some could argue yeah. they. I mean, I know they won last year, but like, <laughs> I don't know how much the Jordan Poole punch carries over. But like, they're not right. No. Yeah, and now Steph's out. But like they weren't right before Steph got hurt. Mm-hmm. So um I think the West is wide open. Yes, I think easily. um and I and conversely, mm-hmm. if you're James Harden, if you're Daryl Morey, if you're mm-hmm. Tad Brown, if you're all these former, I don't see the Sixers winning the East. They're not I better than either. the Bucks. They're not better than nobody's better than the Celtics right now. Mm-hmm. Um and you know, pound for pound in a seven game series, there might be some other Eastern Conference teams where I don't think the Sixers get out of it. I mean, I love Joel Embiid. Uh, I've got a soft spot for Daryl Morey, but um, yeah, we all want to see them win. To be honest, I hate to say that. Do you really? I want to see them. You want to see James get a ring? <laughs> I do because I don't. I know you don't. Like know, I'm the opposite. I know you don't. Like I want him to be well, like I want know. him to be as miserable yeah. as possible. Yeah, and I want him to be like going to like you know like I want him to be like Gary Payton and Carl Malone at the end with God. the Lakers, like latching on and trying, and it's not working. It's I want like working out I yet. want Ben Wallace to show up and like say, Nah, not on my watch. Like, I don't want James to ever uh, be a part of a championship team because of what happened. And what's funny about that is I have more than a dozen people saying, just watch, he's going to come back here. What are you going to do if he comes back here? I'm like, I'm not going to change anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? People that have been come and gone to Houston since I've been doing what I, I don't. James Harden on one leg now is not going to suddenly like he's already de- he's his game is deteriorating. Not We're watching it. Yeah. We saw it the other not night. What it was. So yeah. I don't want him to to win, and I don't mm. want him to come back. Just to be clear, <laughs> if I didn't make it so, clear enough. So de- so so depending on which side of the fence you are on, he Adams either either gone full face or full heel, mm-hmm. depending <laughs> on your take. Yeah, depending on your depending take. on the yep. day of the week. Yep. Yep. Depending on the day of the week, exactly. It, I can wake it. up on a Monday right. and feel like Rick call Floyd. me a fence rider, but yes. <laughs> yeah. Man, I'm God. fine with that. And well, I don't like I don't want James Harden. What's he going to do? What's he going to teach Jalen Green about being a professional? Jabari Smith. Yeah. What's he going to tell Jabari Smith about yeah. like, hey, here's the, you know, one, two, three, four, five examples of when I put the team ahead of my needs. That didn't happen. So and that's the problem that I had too. like, and mm-hmm. I hate that we're kind of turning it into like, I don't, I didn't, obviously I don't want to turn it into this, like a whole, I don't want to dig, dig too deep into the rabbit hole, but you're right. And that's, that was where my whole issue with him stemmed from. He never spent more than two years outside of the third year with Dwight, which wasn't, which was a throwaway year. That was the yeah. Ty Lawson year. Yeah. Never spent more than two years. The Ty Lawson year. The Ty Lawson year. That poor. Holy crap. Ty Lawson's truly. He's going to turn us into a championship. We're a championship contender now. Run it back with Corey Brewer. (laughs) You know? (laughs) And that's where I stand. Like two years, three years with Dwight, two years with Paul. One year with Westbrook, and and that was it. That was that was basically his tenure in Houston, which is a shame because if he had just stayed, if he if like, and I always believe this, if you just if you just locked Paul and Harden in a room and let them hash out whatever differences that they had, or you know get uh you know clear minds would would win the day. Then you're looking at a completely different outlook. And you'll never you know like I'll I'll give credit where it's due. Yeah, Uh, you'll never convince me that Giannis should have won the MVP next year. Nope. When you have members of the national NBA media writing articles on ESPN before the season begins saying, well, we gave James Harden his MVP award, so that's out of the way. Essentially, that's what they said. Mm-hmm. Like, come on. Like, the, the fix is in as far as it, we don't Easily. know who it's going to be, but it's not going to be this guy. Nope. Even though all of his numbers across the board mm-hmm. were better significantly, especially from a scoring standpoint, guardable tour too. Then yeah. when he won it the year prior, <laughs> Milwaukee had a better record. Chris Paul was hurt. Chris Paul wasn't the same, what have you. But like James was single-handedly dragging them to the finish line. And um, that's what Westbrook did. The what two years prior with, with when he averaged that triple double, right? He took a rag. You could and, argue that yeah. James should have won that one. There you go. True. I mean, it was, yeah. was there the six seed is winning the yeah. MVP award this year because He's averaging a triple double. 
But next year, but you're, but you can't win it the year prior. Steph needs to win it because his record is better. Yep. Well, stop moving the goalposts. Exactly. Tell me what it's it is. Consistency is it the was best? never key. Yeah. Is the it voters. the best record or is never. it the most valuable best player? Yep. Because it doesn't. I mean, it changes from year to year. It really mm -hmm. does. I mean, when Ramona Shelburne's on ESPN saying, oh, "I vote yeah. for narratives," what? The like, fact that you on. admit that is just. Yeah, it's, God, it's, it's like they're not even awful. well at this point they're not even hiding they're not like, even hiding yeah. Yeah. they're no they're no different than politicians you know. <laughs> and i'll, and I'll <laughs> leave it true. at that there it's it true. is it's there true. it is there it is okay adam before we go home here one more question in 10 years is going to be the year 2032 Whew. when you think of the houston rockets 10 years from now make your prediction what are we 2032 what are the what are the houston rockets in 2032 I'd like to say that they've won a championship during that span. God, I, I was like, yeah, I was like, please say, I hope. I was like, please say the right thing. Adam. Just one. But I mean, it's 1995 is a long time ago. Yep. And it's it, it is it is the most superstar driven league on the planet, and it's mm -hmm. not even close. Mm -hmm. Look at the Yankees just re-upped with Aaron Judge. They they had you know the the home run king. What did it get them? Um, Patrick mm -hmm. Mahomes is. A, a phenom he's got one ring same with aaron Rodgers. Mm, the nba you, you the, the 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 he who has the most toys you know like it's an arms race it really is you've gotta you gotta get the the nukes <laughs> you you really gotta, do. Yeah. And, if, and if you don't have them you're gonna be on the outside looking in and it, you Always. might you might have a deep run True. a la 2018 but you and now <laughs> Scott Foster. I'm not going to get into that, but like you have to, I mean, they didn't have all the nukes because one of their nukes malfunctioned in game five. It really did. And yeah. if you don't have all the weapons, it, it's just not going to happen for you. Yeah. At least the way the NBA is currently constructed. So I would hope that they add to this core. Mm -hmm. I, I don't, I'm not ready to say that either one of the guys are, are going to be superstars. Jalen's obviously the obvious. He's the, he would be the obvious of the two that you would point to that could, but I don't know that. And uh, you're, you're going to need a lot more than what you have. Um, but I'd, I'd like to think that they win a championship in the next decade. Uh, and if that's the case, then obviously things have gone very well from this point forward, because that's what it's going to take. Absolutely. And we're going to be partying in downtown and I'm going to be at that parade as opposed to <laughs> this parade that I had to miss. So. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, you know, let's get ready to go home here, Adam. Look, first of all, you know, big shouts and thank yous to you. Good sir. It's just, just a pleasure to get you on. I know we've been meeting. We've been in talks now. What, like three years it's or been something? A, it's been a contract it's, 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 talk It's been now a bit. It's been a bit. We, yes. we started. That's my fault. No, dude, that's that's all on this yourself. side. Now he's just gone full face on us. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> the baby face he is. <laughs> yeah, if you, please, if you guys don't understand wrestling talk, that's on y'all. Yeah. So you got you to understand. It's the greatest lingo in, in history, in my opinion. But, uh, you know. We this just is not a shoot. No. no, no, no. <laughs> nope, not at all. Not at all. But we just appreciate, you know, getting you on, obviously. You know, it's been like. Yeah, we've started like what two and a half years, like two and a half years ago, roughly. So you know, it's just a pleasure getting you on and and getting to you know kind of know your story and just kind of just and shooting the shit, just hanging out with you, man. So nah, we appreciate sure. you. Give us a give us your ads. You know where the people can find you on social media and like where they can see you on seven ninety. Yeah, uh, at Adam Clanton, C L A N T O N. Um, except for on Instagram, some guy has at Adam under or he has at Adam Clanton and won't give it up. So there's Damn. an underscore in between my two names there. But other than that, you know, you can find me on. Instagram, Facebook, and uh, and Twitter, which I've kind of reined it in. I don't get into it much anymore. Once it started hitting my pocket. <laughs> Touche. Yes, yes. I, I do recall yeah, that. No, I do recall. Yeah, I, I just, I, I was I like, you know, this isn't worth it. I've got a kid now. Maybe I should grow up at least a little bit. But the rated R videos are still going to be a thing. Yeah, oh, I think God, so. Hey, God. maybe they're sponsored. I I, who knows? I like, need that shit. Yeah, no, I think. Uh, I don't. Life. I don't think those are going anywhere. Those mm -hmm. are fun. I, I'm yeah. not. By the way, just since you brought that up. Yeah. Like you guys have amazing media guys here, like amazing, like Josh and everybody. Yeah, yeah everybody on the crew. Garrett, yeah, Garrett the everybody a part of the the videos at Apollo. I'm a fan of. Like I'm a fan of you guys, and I don't have that kind of. Like I'm not sitting at a computer. People are like, "What do you do to edit those?" I'm like, first of all, they're very basic. Like, and I know this. I know this better <laughs> than anybody because I went to school for this kind of thing. Like, yeah. I'm not sitting at a laptop or even a, a computer, like a PC or whatever. I'm not in an editing suite. I'm sitting in my theater room on my phone, like cackling to myself, <laughs> like on video shop. It's not, yeah. it's not like fancy. So like those are, but they, they are, 
they're my way of like being a part of the Astros fan base community, whatever you want to call this thing that we've got going here. That's so much uh, fun to be a part of. Like I would think in a sense, you guys were born of what the Astros success has been. And so absolutely from that standpoint, that stuff wasn't around in the mid nineties with the Rockets. Like the Astros have, I mean, the Astros have given John Boy a career. So like, yeah, true. They, Facts. they are absolutely. I mean, nobody would care about him if it weren't for that. But like, it, it's just cool to see guys like you and, and just everybody that has latched onto this this freight train and made something positive out of it. It's really cool to be a part of, too. And uh, yeah, I appreciate the time from you guys just as much. Oh, I appreciate you, man. Absolutely. Uh, Justin, you're always the go home here. Let them let people know <laughs> where they can find us. Take care of business, my friend. Well, do you yes. want to wear this while you do that? Yeah, you know I'll take it. I'll We're take switching. It. I'll, I'll take it. Yes. Actually, let's we'll do something different. Go ahead. Start your start start your thing. I got an idea. Go. Oh, am I ready for this? <laughs> yeah, no, just go. No just pressure. Go. Do Fo your thing. Follow me on what? Twitter. What? <laughs> At Adam, JP do what? Underscore Mirabueno. What? what? Follow the podcast on Twitter and TikTok. What? what? At Summit. S O M P O D. What? what? Follow the squad. The fam. At Apollo NBA. What? what? And at Apollo HOU. What? what? There you go. And shout out to our boys at Sam and Davey. What? Our friend Chris took care of us. <laughs> it was this nice <laughs> shirt here. Let's go. Quick shout out here. I legit felt like I was doing a promo there, but it obviously just was a little too structured. I had my bullet points on my hand like The Rock did. Oh, you know? stop. I was, no, I, was, I was a little too prepared. Didn't go too much don't off call, the cuff, Don't guys. call him out like that. <laughs> I, I like that. You, he just, did you see that? He just outed The Rock, man. He just outed The Rock. Wow. Shout out to our boy, Dwayne. Shout out to Dwayne. We, 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 watch, government name we on watch Young yeah. Rock. Government. We're such fans of the show. Fucking know the guy. He's like, <laughs> like Dwayne, good friend of Apollo. <laughs> well, Open invite anytime. There, there you go. Open invite whenever you want to come talk smack with my brother. Your brother, welcome to come to the show. So, then let's go ahead and close here, Adam. You know, appreciate you once again. Thank you so much for, for your time and uh, enjoy the Rockets game. You're gonna be there tonight. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah get over and got do some work, tonight, man. Guys. Damian Lillard's in town. Jesus. <laughs> I don't hate him like everybody else him. does. I, I don't hate him. I'm just He's one of the like one of the non-rock. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I'm just tired of him. He'll probably go off for 35 tonight. Oh, we'll easily. It's going to be a 40 piece. Minimum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're going to go ahead and go it. home here. Uh we appreciate y'all. Uh you can follow me as well on uh Twitter at Summit Commission and we appreciate uh each and every one of you that continue to listen to us. Uh follow at Apollo Texans. Go ahead and listen to them off the gridiron. You can also find them on YouTube and also go check out Beyond the Diamond podcast with Lalima and Dez when they talk about Astros. So be sure to give them a follow and give them a listen as well. And of course, once again follow the media team at Apollo NBA and at Apollo H O U. This is the go home here. We'll see you guys next week. Take care and on the send off and on the go home. Here. Go Rockets. The Summit. Four, 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 four.